0: So looking back, you're 12 months down the road, what's gone really well in terms of the inspiring performance programme? I think the engagement sessions that we ran were the real, real tipping point, the real we've won people with this. So as you'd expect, we engaged with senior leaders when we were designing it. We got their input. There's some things that you can see on the things in front of you that are a direct result of, conversations with the execs mm-hmm. that they suggested that and it was a good idea so we put it in so we had their buy-in. our management population is much bigger so we ran 12 launch sessions where over 100 leaders attended short three-hour sessions but i think the key thing there was we we didn't pull any punches we were transparent we talked about the benefits we talked about what performance management really is it's not about performance it's about the relationships that you build we had conversations like we're having now about why should you set your own goals we got them involved and we delivered it with the most passion we possibly could because it was a, i think the big thing was we maintained integrity throughout because we don't believe in it why should anybody else and we very much made it clear to them that this belongs to you we're very forthright in our views so we had a slide that said "Shove be on your blaze up your ass we we criticized the performance management when it doesn't work I think what we did really well was we answered the questions that the managers had because we could get a flip chart and ask what the problem with performance management will identify true problems with it. So we were able to answer those questions, and we also talked about the performance management elephants in the room and had those kind of conversations about if you tell people this is what happens, and got them to tell us what they wanted from their review. And look, we, we created some really amazing tools that I've got some examples of today. That, that Turned it one of, I think one of the key things it as well is we we designed it and implemented it in our brand tone of voice. Yeah. because we knew if you make it look like an HR thing, it's just another HR thing. So it's pink, it's black, it uses some of our tone of voice, um, it, it links back to us being a fashion label. We've used some terminology. I mean, look, we're very looking misguided, I can use the word ask quite freely. <laughs> not every not every organization can do that. I can call technical skills fire skills. However, I think the key thing with that was we really set our start to say it must talk our language, we must embrace what already exists in the organisation, and we mustn't make it feel corporate, because that's where there's a bit of a threat from the longer serving population, and uh, I remember this one time, our head of brands said, it is sick, Tim, no, apparently that's good, I don't know. went over my head, but apparently that's good, um, and that made that they embraced it, and again, it didn't feel different, we... Saturating the business with comms about it every l and d blog we did linked back to inspired performance we got people to talk about it we got leaders to sponsor it we put it up on notice boards we put it on linkedin we did everything we possibly could and then on the back of the launch session we ran some development sessions as well because one of the things that we talked about a lot was that this was something to support our managers so leaders in our business were getting quite a difficult time they were getting quite a lot of stick so some of our employee and, uh, opinion survey results came back like only 44 percent thought senior manager, senior leadership were authentic and asked to deliver the right message. Uh, less than 40% were getting regular feedback, less than 20% were only getting appraisals, things like that. So it's quite easy to blame the managers and beat them with a stick. So one of the things for me, again, having been a manager, was hang on a minute, we can't criticise them if we don't give them the tools that they need and if we don't develop them in how they need to approach it. And that development was interactive, it was experiential learning. It was all about creating a coach mindset. So, one of the big things we set out was create this ask, don't tell habit. So, we helped managers to understand what coaching actually is, help them to understand the benefits, and help them to leave those sessions feeling inspired and wanting to go away and do it. So, I think they're the, the, the key things. And, 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 like integrity, that was the big thing for me is that whenever anybody challenged us, we stuck to the ethos because again, it was easy to go back to oh, it's just an appraisal, it's true, performance management. They got the same answer. So, when a manager said, Will you tell me when I should do my reviews? the answer they got was, When do you think you should do your reviews? and when you got other leaders saying, Well, if this person's an idiot, I should just tell them, we would coach them and say, Okay, how's that worked for you in the past? encourage them to use the coaching habit. And even if they challenged that, we would just kind of say, well, what happened last time you tried the coaching habit? And, you know, they did. oh, yeah, I've never tried it before. So I said, don't try it, I don't know. So we made sure that the ethos, if you like, and the kind of philosophy that is embedded in it was what they always heard, so it's was that consistency.